Series 1, Episode 6. Hello and welcome to our Plain Jane Huddles podcast, a space for uplifting, informative and friendly conversations that we might usually be having behind closed doors with industry leaders and tastemakers who share our love and passion for the events industry. This episode was recorded on Instagram Live in 2020. So let's jump into our sixth huddle where we chatted to the gorgeous Lara, founder and director of Wild Renata. Hello. Hello. Hi, Lara. How, How are you doing? I'm both, yeah, I'm really good. I'm just sitting right in front of the, the window so I've got a bit of air because it's bloody hot. <laughs> it looks like you've got a fan on you, like you're in a music video. Sort of like my <laughs> 80s kind of fan, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you look super brown. Uh, I am. You've been tanning. I have been out wild swimming today. Oh, lovely. Nice. Why not? Lovely. Well, I mean, I didn't get in, but... <laughs> oh, you didn't? You just went and watched everyone else? My friend and I went down in Lewis and she was swimming and I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Not today. <laughs> Another time. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to say hi. So first of all, I just welcome everybody that's watching. Um, welcome back or welcome for your first time. I think this is our sixth huddle. Um, and we created this space to um, just have a place for us to be able to sort of talk about our love, our passion for the events industry um, and have conversations that we would normally have like behind closed doors um, and, you know, off the record and things like that. And just to bring it to a space where we can share with people. Um, so um, for those that are watching, we always keep it super casual. So if you would like to ask Lara or myself a question, then um, you can just drop it into the comments. And um, if we can multitask and if we have time, we'll totally answer questions as we go. Um, we're sort of shifting up the, um, the way that we're doing it a little bit today, just experiment with uh, after some really lovely feedback. Um, so just going to be more kind of like topics that we're chatting about um, openly between the two of us. So um, welcome, Lara. And for those that don't know, she is the incredibly talented, wildly talented founder of Wild Renata Flowers, um, which was started, I think, in 2013, if I'm right, um, from your bedroom, from your living room. Definitely your um, living room, maybe my yeah. bedroom as well. <laughs> and, um, and you are now a very close friend of Plain Jane, and we've been working with you for many years now, which is lovely, and you help us create some of our wonderful, wonderful pieces. Um, and... Um, we're looking forward to talking to you and also and Wild Renata basically um, you guys do incredible flowers and floral dressing for events and weddings um so welcome my love and I, I see you have a drink so cheers Thanks to you on a Thursday you. afternoon yay it's not gin <laughs> nor's mine no. <laughs> bit early for gin yeah <laughs> So I think first of all, babe, I would love to sort of kick off and say, and just to hear your journey of sort of how you started Wild Renata and where you've come from and to now. Uh, it seems like a lifetime ago now, but <laughs> I was working in advertising and marketing um, and in photography studios for about seven years. Yeah. And I'm going to be really honest, I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> and, I'm sure you were. But I mean... And I just kind of had this this yearning for, to want to do something creative. And yeah. unfortunately, I got quite ill during the time and I was signed off work. Right. And I had quite bad anxiety and I lived really close to um, the flower market in Columbia Road. And so during this time that I was off, um, my, one of my friends had taken me there and put me loads of flowers. <laughs> and I was at home and arranging them or what I thought then was arranging what I know now was not arranging them. <laughs> And it just my anxiety went away and I've, you know, and I just noticed that there was, I was really happy and really mindful in what I was doing and thought, I just had a thought and I went, oh, this, I wonder if this is a job. 
course it's a job. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. And that was really when the penny dropped and I thought, oh, there might be something in this. And, yeah. and I just pursued it. And I was always wondering about what I would do with the rest of my life and what my next career would be. But I never thought it would be that, but it stuck. And I just pursued it and pursued it. And honestly, I was terrible. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, Facebook likes to remind you on this day, seven years ago. This is an I, arrangement you did. You're like, oh my God, take that oh, off. No, I would just get stuff from Columbia Flower Market and be like, you know, feeling really artistic in the living room. And I just had, I would cut things really short. I would not take the leaves off. <laughs> so it, it, it did start in the living room and that actually was my first studio, but I did pursue it and it turns out I was actually okay at it and you're amazing at it and some of the stuff that you create honey are just that we just can't understand how it's done which is hopefully we'll have a few insights today um and yeah. um but some of the stuff you've done is amazing and do you know what they always say that don't they when it comes to gardening or um or floristry or being creative in any way it's a real kind of sense of kind of like what's good for your hands good for your body is good for the soul you know and so kind of all those things when you get creative can really help just heal I suppose can't, can't it really and I guess that's what you found like exploring your creativity helps you heal your mind body and soul it completely sorted me out and healed me it was yeah. I had such bad anxiety and it, and it cured it and, and you know that's a very small nugget of the entire story but yeah it's such a beautiful form to work with you know you're working with nature you're working you're getting hands yeah. dirty and it's just quite a raw way of living I mean, yeah. it gives me anxiety yeah. in many different ways now. <laughs> like, yeah, I can imagine. You're just piling a different type of stress on top of you now. <laughs> it's a hanging installation I've done. Is it going to kill anyone? Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's quite a big one. That's a big one. I mean, the first time I ever did a hanging installation, I was like, oh, what have we done? But it was fine. It's just that I'm a natural warrior. Do you remember when we did that hanging installation out in the country in that marquee with that huge big we won't mention any names with that massive um with the massive truss and we were all just kind of like looking at it <laughs> you just think is this going no. to be okay for a month was it oh no was because it, the marquee something happened with the marquee didn't it it wasn't it was, it was the weight but the weight bearing was wrong wasn't it they told us the wrong weight bearing so we had to redo the whole thing oh my god honestly so i get it i was i was there with you on that stress moment <laughs> but, but i wasn't it the wrong size marquee for the frame or something? Yes, exactly. That's what. So we had the weight bearing that was wrong. Yeah, honestly, my heart that day, I, honestly, I think I aged about five years in that moment. <laughs> but oh, we sorted it out. We sorted we it out. It. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. So there's so much to flowers, isn't there? And this is like flowers are just, I mean, if I, if I had to start all over again, I think I would be, apart from the early mornings, and I seem to have picked two careers that would absolutely need early mornings, I'd be a baker or a florist. Just something really about something about dough and the smell and like bread, which I love, um, and something about flowers. I would love to be. And so there's so much to it. And I guess, like you just said, there's a um, there is so much to learn. You know, we can all sort of put you know a few stems in a vase, and sometimes it looks amazing, and sometimes it doesn't. But actually, understanding how you keep the flowers, when when to buy them, how long to keep them for, the temperature to keep them at, so they burst open at the right time, especially yeah. for brides, because we know what they're like. Absolutely. All of those things to creating these incredible centerpieces and wall and, and you know roof hangings and everything where did you sort of like where did you first learn how to do all of that did you work for other florists or did you kind of learn yourself I I, I didn't really work for any other florists very briefly two okay. I worked for but okay but I mean this was three weeks at a time at the beginning and a lot of the stuff I learned just by chancing it <laughs> okay um 
I'm trying to think. And my first ever installation was for a friend of mine's restaurant. And I mean, I was really at the beginning of it. And I did this mm -hmm. whole hanging curtain of daffodils for the opening of her restaurant. Wow. And, and even I was like, well, are they going to survive overnight? Mm -hmm. you know, and they were in water. So in yeah. buckets and then had to hang them up the next day. And it's just learning. And it's just, yeah. kind of, you know, I did do a lot of online research. But you learn on the job and you learn on the go. Yeah. I mean, I honestly taught myself pretty much everything apart from I think I did three weeks each in two shops yeah and I didn't enjoy either of them <laughs> okay and you thought I can do it on my own well I always wanted to be my own boss and yeah. I'm not retail is such a different art to what I do yeah. so they're two very separate things and I'm yeah. really not very good at retail <laughs> but you found your niche in events found my niche and I found my niche at a time where there was an opening as well where yeah. there wasn't, a, there's a lot of people now who do what we do and do it really well. Yeah. Um, but I kind of got in at the right time and made a name for myself. And just, it's, I've been really lucky. Like I've got great clients such as yourself yeah. and a lot of people let me have creative freedom. I've got a wonderful team who work with me too, who yeah. I also invite to input their we creative do. freedom too, because it can't just be my one idea. No. Kind of, you know, you know, with playing Jane as well, you guys yeah. sit down and talk about everything. That was the best bit about me starting when I had my first employee employee was actually to start being able to share these these creative briefs that I was getting and going, oh, so someone can actually help me like build this now. We can actually talk about this. We can actually share ideas and sharing yeah. ideas is where the magic happens. You know, it doesn't necessarily always happen just in your own head. And there's a bit of a control freak thing about that, isn't there? But opening it up to other people who are also creative is just magic, really, isn't it? I mean, it's it's a process as well. It's beautiful. And yeah. sometimes, I mean, I won't think of things some of my teammates will think of. And I'll be like, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. But it's hard yeah. as well as the, yeah. as the person leading it. You're like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose it's, it, you must have kind of like two very different experiences. So first of all, you've got an experience of working with someone like us, who with Plain Jane, who are a creative kind of, who have creative minds and, and work creatively yeah. already and come to you already with our thoughts already. We've already probably done a mood board. We've probably, we've probably already pitched something to a client of something that yeah. we've come up with, we've, we've conjured up. And, pardon? The brief is already ready. When yeah, it is. But actually, we don't know whether it's possible. We're just doing like, we would love to create this, Lara. Is it possible? Um, and then you obviously have like your wedding clients who may not know at all how things work. Um, and you have to really come up with everything. Just literally, what's your favorite flower? And when are you getting married? And what yeah. can you actually have? I suppose, you know, is your, um, how do you kind of like, how do you deal with different, how would you say you deal differently with the, with the two? Do you, do you enjoy working in both ways? Or do you miss the creativeness from sometimes when you don't, can't create from the beginning or? I, I've been really lucky with my brides. I don't know if it's because of my style already that they find me um, or maybe my tone that mm -hmm. they, they feel like we seem to always meet on a personal level. So a lot of brides yeah. were like, oh, I've, I've been thinking about this yeah. idea. And I was like, ah, but, you know, because sometimes they're wrong about the seasons and you can't get peonies all year long. Or, yeah, absolutely. But I've, I had a bride once who had an idea of what she wanted and I went, I don't think that is what you want. I think you've seen it on Pinterest. And I said, I'm not being rude, but I, by sitting and talking to you, I think actually you're probably more along this line. Have you looked at this idea? Yeah. And, and they've loved it. So it's really also about reading your clients, isn't it? It's about getting to know them, like with us, especially with our yeah. private clients, but also with all, with all clients, listening to their brief, but, but actually trying to read in between the lines a little bit more and get to know them and what they want. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, Bulwa Babe, so Caroline has a question, actually just leads really nicely from this. Have you had any clients that have had an idea 
that you won't work with and and how did you turn them around to work on your idea because you do have a very kind of like you know particular style which is absolutely beautiful but maybe not be everyone's there has been one um and we actually i it was a commercial client and they came come to me with an idea sorry came to me with an idea and uh i pointed out where this was wrong <laughs> <laughs> okay just delicately they were trying to do something for like national clean air day and wanted mm -hmm. to use cut flowers to promote okay. clean the air and i was like no that's a terrible idea in a nice way yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you do is use plants that clean the air and then it's not cut flower that you throw away you then have the plant you can yeah. give them away so it's keeping the it's keeping the cycle going and they were like yeah we don't want to do that <laughs> oh really so actually the yeah. idea the basic idea really they didn't really buy believe in any way then really no, so. <laughs> but i mean their, their client above would have had an idea sure yeah, um, totally. but i have to stand quite strongly and firmly with what we believe as well and that just wouldn't have worked yeah so yeah absolutely um i've had some brides who have come to me with ideas and i've and i my style just is a certain way as you know and i've, yeah. I've said i don't think i'm the right florist for you but here's a list of florists that can yeah. can give you that lovely yeah that's nice that's because lovely I, I wouldn't be doing you justice i wouldn't you know i could do yeah i could do a big beautiful domed arrangement but there are people who can do that better than i do so absolutely at the end of the day it's their one special day that needs to be right doesn't it yeah. so that's the the, the that's what as, as, a, as a supplier for us to be able to say this is not me that's this is this is someone else who can yeah, do it it's I, the best thing we can do for them the advice we can give them well yeah. and don't yeah, yeah. it's not all about the job it's not all about the money you no. know things are great it's about creating but getting it right is perfect for them and, and you know you, yeah. you know you're going to do it well yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um another topic that we were going to talk about and actually leads in quite nicely from what you were just saying about the clean air is about sustainability in events and businesses and i was really keen to understand more about how sustainability in in floristry in the, in the flower world um you know we obviously from an events perspective we are being asked more and more and we are more and more conscious about being as sustainable as we can um so how does it kind of how does it translate into the floristry industry what are you doing and what do you what, what are you trying to do I'm sorry, you look like J-Lo in a music video at the moment. Do I? <laughs> totally look that um, I was going for. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> My next question. Um, so we, obviously, I don't know if you know, but Oasis is a big, huge topic of discussion at the mm -hmm. moment. Not biodegradable. Yeah. It's terrible Not at all. for the environment. It's awful for the environment. Awful for the environment. But, but it's staple to arrangements. <laughs> huh? Say? It's staple to arrangements. Well, it... Okay. The only thing is we've actually stopped using it. So, and the only problem with having to use it is when you have to turn something around really quickly mm -hmm. and it's got to last for a long time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't have the time to, I'm going to be really honest and I hope people, especially my contemporaries will understand as well. Sometimes if you've got to make an arrangement like a flower wall and it's got to be done and you've got the brief in one day, you've got to get it out in two days time to create something that, isn't oasis you have to really take the time to build a structure yourself and mm -hmm. get all these pockets ready and you know yeah. alternatives are moss or putting um which then creates a much heavier weight or putting little water pockets in with bottles or vessels uh but that's something that we're working on new designs now ourselves well for me and the, our, my company so we've got things that are ready to go when events happen again yeah yeah <laughs> so nice. and also to, 
making sure that the flowers that we use seasonally are probably all going to be British grown. I've made loads of yeah. British grown contacts in the in Lewis area and in the Sussex area. So yeah, you mentioned that when we were chatting the other day about sustainable like flower farms and things like that. And yeah, that's amazing. And and so they what what is the sustainable flower? How does it work? Do you, can you just give me a little short insight? Well, it's kind of thinking about you know not shipping everything from abroad because some of the roses mm -hmm. that we use come from either Kenya or Colombia they're not all from Holland and it's just kind of looking at your carbon footprint and just making yeah. sure that what you're doing and also supporting your like your local growers and your local mm -hmm. businesses so they, get more business, they can continue to grow um, and yeah. especially yeah. with events and weddings I, I encourage people to take everything home with them you know you've bought these flowers they're yours take them yeah, so absolutely. otherwise we really I've, try with I've, our clients and actually I, I do in the flowers and you're just like crap I've got to take it's, it's, it's heartbreaking as well though isn't it it's heartbreaking and we end up just giving it out to the to the, to the teams who are working the caterers yeah. and the you know the event staff just like please take a bouquet please take a flower arrangement like, Can I have a vase? no you can't have a vase <laughs> roses huh yeah so it's yeah, these these 10 pound roses 10 pound of stems yeah. some of them are you know, luxury yeah, roses I know, I know. But, but it's when they are it's when they ask for the vases and you just say oh, no you can't have the vase though sorry <laughs> wrap it in a bit of foil <laughs> i had a bride who took my vases and thought they were a gift oh dear uh, that's a like, quick conversation have, have, have the back? <laughs> yeah so it's just it's just being a bit more conscious about where your flowers yeah. are coming from and yeah what i really like about english flowers is that local growers and english growers they're just a bit different you know everything i mean don't get me wrong flowers from holland are amazing how they can create them and turn them turn them out on such quick mm -hmm. you know on these huge i can't speak poly tunnels are amazing right yeah uh, but here they're just a bit more interesting they bend a different way they've got little different markings they've got a bit more personality because the, and they're just so beautiful and they smell incredible this is the best time of year to have them amazing um, i'm not getting <laughs> i know we have to wait till next year now but i'm looking forward to seeing some of them on some of our next job um so yes. okay so moving on to kind of like some of the things we were talking about we wanted to talk about were like lessons in business and um kind of like our kind of like where we've you know we've, we've both come from a very sort of like similar kind of you know we've, we've started on our own from our sort of like mine was my spare bedroom you know yours was your living room and we've come to where we are today and obviously with um you know with corona it's kind of like we're not going to focus on that but obviously with corona we know that we've been affected the last three months quite quite substantially um but um what do you think you is your kind of like you know biggest lesson so far and what you're taking from the last kind of like however many years it's been since you started to now and then the last three months that's a my biggest lesson is probably that this isn't everything mm -hmm. you know as as somebody who runs their own business i mean you know you live and breathe your business it's all consuming it you know i go to bed thinking about flowers i wake up thinking about flowers i yeah. spend all day thinking about them and think about jobs and i, I really i didn't talk to anybody pretty much for five years mm -hmm. my friends were like oh well we see you and like you see me for about two months of the year and that's november and january and then i'm gone <laughs> yeah so it just gave me some time to think about what was important and as much as i love my job it is a luxury to have this job it, especially in the industry, the, the sector that we're in, which is the luxury events and the weddings. Mm -hmm. And actually, I just thought, I'm not going to be able to do this probably for the rest of the year. And while I'm okay for the next few months, I might actually have to get another job. Yeah. And I don't mind having to do that. I don't have 
I think at first I would freak out and then I'd be like, well, it's fine because we yeah. can't do this right now and that's okay. Yeah. So we will yeah. pick it up again next year when people... Yeah. One of my lovely brides from next month was saying, oh, she was saying, I think we're still going to push ahead. I think we're still going to push ahead. And I said, uh, I think, fine, if you want to, we'll do it. But nobody, I don't know if anybody's going to really enjoy themselves and that's what weddings are about. You want to hug people. Sure. You want drinks and dance the night away and if you can't do it then just wait it's fine yeah yeah we'll do it bigger. absolutely absolutely yeah definitely How about you? Absolutely. um well I mean I think for, for me my biggest I guess bit of advice which is not necessarily new advice I've heard lots of people say it but it was just keep going just perseverance you know you fall down you get back up you fall down you get back up you know it's a tough industry it's a tough um you know women in business you know being being a you know a female entrepreneur being a mum, being you know um it's, it's, it's been hard the last 10 years, you know, but it's been amazing at the same time, but it's been a hard slog. It's been constant. And like you, until I got my first employee, I was working day and night. I was living my clients, living my events, sleeping, dreaming, getting up and getting a van and going to the job and going to the lockup at three in the morning and then coming home and doing the accounts work and getting my Excel spreadsheets wrong and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's, but just perseverance, absolutely for me is, is, I would say to anybody starting out or kind of like in the middle of kind of like starting a business. I started in 2008 when the crash, when we had the oh, economic wow. crash. And I think if you can, if I, I thought, always thought to myself, if I can get through that, I can bloody well get through Corona. It's having faith that you are good at what you do, that you, this is meant to be, if it feels right, trust your intuition and just keep going like a bulldozer. And that's what I did basically. So, and I think, you know, and I'm here now and, I may be back in my house working from home, <laughs> but you know, good, things are, good, good <laughs> things are coming. Yeah, exactly. We move around the house now because there's a few of us having to share the space. But yeah, we're, yeah. We're, but we're, you know, we've, we've got exciting things to come. So we haven't got a lot of time, hun. It's just flown oh. with you, babe. So you're going to have to come back for a second, a second huddle. But we've got a few more minutes, though. So um, I wanted, what should we talk about? Should we, about kind of like creative inspiration? I think that's a nice one. Like, where do you get your creative inspiration from for all these beautiful flowers that you produce? Apart from you. Oh, thanks. And my lovely team. <laughs> For me, it's honestly, it's from nature. Where yeah. When I'm not working, I'm out in nature all the time. It's, you know, it's such a beautiful gift. And actually, this is I, one thing that I've been quite grateful for, even though, you know, it's a terrible pandemic happening, um, is that I've actually got to see the seasons this year, whereas normally we see them in the market and then we see them in the studio. So... <laughs> Um, so when it's dark like, outside at four in the morning at the market you're like oh that's where yeah. we're at <laughs> yeah. it's just I, it's all pretty much from nature I get inspired by music I get really inspired by inspired by the people that I work with too so you know you come to me with ideas and I think well, I've never thought of that before that's great and then we work and what can I do with this how far can I take it exactly yeah. what about yeah. you um I so a lot of my sort of like creative inspiration comes from interiors a lot of the time to be honest you know from a from an event how an event look will look like so it's, first of all yeah I have stacks and stacks um to my boyfriend's hate um of L decoration and like and decoration magazines like I literally I have I have just three sitting next to me now you know like literally I, I just and I, and I just see one thing but I keep the magazine I'm a little bit of a hoarder as well so I've just got stacks of them um 
and I just love like seeing what's going on in the world, what other people are doing, kind of like with patterns and things like that. And we we do a lot of um, trend kind of forward trend sort of work as well, like at Plain Jane, um, where we spend some time looking at kind of like next year, like forecasts and stuff as well, what's happening with colour and things like that. So, but I really take my inspiration a lot from from interiors and what and what other designers are doing as well. But but as you say, walking around like um, window displays again, that was another job that I would I would do be a window dresser. I know it's not well paid, but I love window dressings. So like things like that, other people's creativity, I really feed off other people's creativity. And I look at an idea and think, how could I make that work for what I want to do sort of thing, you know, and, and, and flipping it around a little bit, you know, and then creating something new out of it. So well, shows yeah. when you've done the House of Jane events as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the House of Jane is a wonderful opportunity for us to really get our own ideas because obviously we're always using client side, you know, we've always taken clients briefs and, um, and giving them what they want. So the House of Jane is a really, really wonderful opportunity for all of my brilliantly creative team to put their own ideas in, you know, and no one to go, no, we're not doing that, you know, so yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's pretty much you get free reign to do all the things that you want to do. So yeah, good. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't wait till we have our next one, babe. You've done our last two, two or three, haven't you, where you've had your flower lounge upstairs and they've always been lots of drunk people wanting to make corsages and flower arrangements which has always gone down a treat <laughs> and hopefully we'll be working with you a little bit hopefully we'll be working with you a little bit on some um uh, some virtual um floristry masterclasses as well in the next few weeks which is exciting yes yes um so okay we've literally got a, another couple of minutes so i wanted to ask your um we're we're running out of time on loads of other things we want to talk about but let's finish with you telling me what your post lockdown party would be Sorry, my nanny's outside the window waving at me like, is it time to come in? I'm like, not yet. <laughs> um, what's, <laughs> um, what's your... Um, yeah, if you could do anything, we're asking everybody, if you could do anything, what is your, what is your post, what is Lara's post-lockdown party going to be like? It'll be a festival <laughs> with all my favourite friends. Nice. And you plan it. <laughs> Yay, oh, perfect. <laughs> And I want Hannah working it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, I, oh, I think she'd be probably better as a guest, actually. Working yeah. it beforehand and then, and then a guest, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'd have a festival. And then we could, you know, it would just be flowers everywhere, music everywhere, and you're allowed to hug your friends. Oh, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Definitely being able to have a nice hug at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Would you, what would you do? Um, so I was saying that apart from our sort of like um, 10th birthday party that we're going to plan and we're going to go large with it, but it's going to be in London. I would, from a personal perspective, though, because I've talked a bit about that already, but from a personal perspective, I would like to just do one, like a, a hire a massive villa. And, you know, it's been done a, a million times, but hire this huge villa and just literally have one of those like MTV crib style parties, <laughs> pool parties with, you know, just just champagne flowing and barbecues going and, you know, hot waiters, girls and guys. Um, you know, help serving us and just like massive prawns and big steaks and really <laughs> great music and just kind of literally living it up and diving into the pool in our in our dresses and you know lots of lots naked. of spa or, or not or naked absolutely I'm totally fine with that um, just yeah one massive party basically I don't really care where it is as long as it's hot so um, yeah that's what and lots of different entertainment and just stuff going on like a feast for the eyes kind of thing you know so oh, that's what it. I would that's try cool. to do if I had a million pounds. <laughs> Okay, so that sounds like more than a million pounds but i'm still there it probably is yeah probably but i'll, I'll put in a few favors <laughs> <laughs> so love it's we, our time is up so i wanted to say so thank you so much for joining thank me and um me. 
Um, I know that you've just moved down to the sea as well. So enjoy your time down by the sea. Um, it looks like it's doing, it looks like it's doing wonderful things for you. Thank you. And it's so lovely to talk to you and let's do it again soon. Definitely. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our chat. We'll be back next time with another brilliant guest and more in-depth chats with a glass of something in hand. So until then, if you'd like more information about us and what we do, head over to plainjaneevents.com or you can find us on Instagram at plainjaneevents. See you next time. Bye.